Lee Whitehorn, 44 years of age, father of two, married to Laura, siblings, Luke, Jay, Rachel and Jane. Uh, one father, two mums. That's me in a nutshell, footy coach. I, I look at myself as just the average, everyday, run-of-the-mill bloke. Why am I here today? Um, to talk about my diagnosis um, that I received, uh, not great with dates, but I'm going to say about six weeks ago. Um, and I was diagnosed uh, initially with a lesion, which I think is a nice word initially for a tumour or cancer. And I was diagnosed with a diffused glioblastema. Welcome to the C Word Podcast. This is episode number four. My name is Luke. I am here with my wonderful brother, Leroy. How are you doing, mate? Very good, mate. Yourself? Oh, look, amazing. I've just uh, been running around like a crazy person today. Just flew in from Sydney from doing some work down there, which was a bit of fun. Nice to be traveling domestically again. Well, not that we haven't been, but you know, like for work and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's nice to, to get out of, you know, Brisbane, which is just such a horrible place. Terrible. I mean, a horrible. It's a beautiful yeah. day here today. My gosh, I'm so glad I've avoided whatever has been the apparent weather over the last however long. But more importantly, we get to catch up. And our last conversation we had was called a pre-up conversation. And we are now obviously having a post-up conversation. So for those of you who are following along at home and haven't been following on the socials, We've obviously got some pretty, you know, solid news, pretty good news that have come out of it. So, um, yeah. do you want to uh, do you want to dive in and and let us know where you're at? It seems like uh, it seems like ages ago, but uh, it's not. It's only <laughs> it's only three or four weeks ago. So, um, uh, went in for surgery um, uh, to have uh, the cyst that was uh, existing in my brain, um, drained and um, essentially collapsed. So they drain it and collapse the cyst. Um, and through some freakish uh, manner or luck or I'm not sure what you call it. Initially with the cyst, it's like, oh, great, another something else to deal with other than the tumour but the cyst had connected with the tumour um, and allowed the doctors to access the tumour through the cyst if that makes sense so it's almost like the cyst became like a tunnel for them to get through to the tumour without having to actually touch my brain mm. um, and so during surgery uh they the, the main the main item on the agenda I guess was just to, to drain the cyst and collapse the cyst, and then have a look at um, the tumor and how they uh, thought it was travelling. And I think, like we said, post uh, pre surgery that they um, initially sort of thought that um, that uh, some of the cysts or the tumor, sorry, was was dead. Um, and that they'd have a look at it while they were in there. Anyway, so they had a look uh, and um, immediately after surgery, or not immediately, a day after when they came around and I was sort of um, making some sense, uh, they came around to talk to me about what uh, had occurred during surgery and um, the uh, head surgeon uh, sort of spoke to me and said, 
look, with to my eye, um, and I look at this stuff every single day um, during surgery and so forth, the um, your tumour appears to be dead or the, the, the cancer cells appear to be dead. But we've taken a small sample um, from the middle of the tumour um, to see what they're like, see whether or not it's dead in the middle because it obviously, well not obviously, I guess it from the outside in it collapses or it starts to die. Um, and so we had to wait, I think it was two, two weeks, um, to find out what the outcome of that was. So it was a little bit of a, it's hard to explain, like you're full of confidence knowing I've, I've done everything I can and you prepare yourself as well as you can to mm. go into surgery and you're positive and you, and, and you think I'll, I'll get a lucky break here and, and it's all going to go really well. Mm. Until you hear that from someone, there's still that little voice there on your shoulder that's mm. just two percent not sure and you don't really know you're hoping you're, you're kind of trusting but you don't really yeah you don't know you trust yourself uh i certainly trust how i felt and i felt really good um the fact that i got out early and i think i was out taking jack for a walk on day two um and was going for sort of three and four kilometer walks with him and um, i was back at football training the following week um, and felt really comfortable there, so I was, I was relatively confident. But until, yeah, like I said, we heard those words from um, one of the surgeons that they've only found a couple of live, um, very small cells. Um, the rest are not active; they're dead. Um, mm. And so my initial questions were around: okay, well, what do we need to do? Do we do I need to go back into chemotherapy? And um, he said, look, that'll be up to your oncologist. However, mm. um, from what we can see at the rate that it's um, died, disappeared, gone away, whatever you want to call it, um, they're, they're really confident those last couple of spots will will do the same. Um, so I was pretty, I was pretty stoked because I expected to hear um, that I'd made some progression in that space, but potentially there was still something significant there that was going to take mm. a fair bit of time. So I was quite, I was pretty chuffed, and it was almost like, um, you know, again, you talk the talk and you hope you walk the walk, and then you hope you get the result. And that's kind <laughs> of what it, that's kind of what it felt like. So I, um, mm. I was pretty happy. We, and, and just to put it all in perspective, so we had like what. A year and a half ago. Well, how long ago? It was about a, a year, a year and a half? Um, about, about a year, actually, wasn't it? 15 months now. Okay, yeah. So 15 months ago, we had this reality pop in and this issue arise. And at the time, we were told it's pretty serious and it's it's kind of woven its way into your brain, which means we're not going to be able to just go in and, and rip it out. And so kind of the, you know, the, 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 the view... For, for what we were dealing with here was 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 really serious and it was it was really challenging and then you go in you get your radiotherapy and then all of a sudden 
it develops something even more, you know? So we get that cyst and we think, oh my God, like, are you serious? But it's actually been like a blessing in disguise, right? Like it's almost, uh, it it was something that was absolutely required because it was the only way that we're going to be able to get in and, and, and do what you're able to, to do. And then on the flip side to it is, oh, now we've only got a few, you know, a few of those cells kind of left in there at the moment. Yeah. It's, which is pretty hard to comprehend. It's, um, uh, and it was really hard to comprehend when we got the phone call because upon leaving hospital, um, and you, you came into hospital and, and visited me. And, yeah. Which I have to say, by the way, uh, if you know, for, for those listening, it's, it was going in. So day one, so we had the Monday, we've got the, the, the surgery happening. It was quite, it was a bit tense at home. I have to admit, I remember Sunday was a long day. Oh my God. Like we, we all went down, but I think I got there on Saturday and then Sunday, it was a it was a lovely day to spend together, but my gosh, like we were just we we're just waiting, right? Like everyone's just waiting. You just wait. That's what it feels like. Yeah. You're just waiting. You don't know what to expect. Monday comes. We're all kind of again waiting until about five PM when we get that phone call or a text message from Laura to say he's out. And apparently he's already talking. <laughs> Surprise. And uh and then for me to go in the following day, Tuesday, so not even twenty four it wasn't even twenty four hours after you had come out of surgery and to not only be sat there and having a conversation with you, but we we're walking around. You got up and went for a walk and I was just like I don't know. In my head, I was like, you just went through brain surgery, man. <laughs> what? How are you even, one, how are you talking, but two, how are you up walking around? And then we we're just sat there just chatting about work, just chatting about, you know, <laughs> everyday things. And it was, there was that real moment where I was like trying to put it in perspective going, what the heck? Like it was, I, I don't know. I don't know what I expected, but it was definitely not what I expected. Yeah. I'll, it's like without sounding cocky, I guess that's what I, I hoped that I would be, um, responding in in that manner because um, it's generally how I do respond when I've had some sort of adversity in, of any type. Like I'm not the type to sit back and uh, and sort of wallow, or I just want to get back into whatever it is I was doing prior to you know sort of whatever occurs. So um, post surgery was really interesting. Um, to, to sort of wake up and uh, and I was in, in the ward, in the high dependency ward and um, and the nurses come around and start to speak to you and, and tell you what's going to happen and and how long their shift is and so forth and, and the first night was really, really long every hour I was woken um, to have all my obs taken uh, and, and I have to say that um, I know there's a lot of sort of uh, Facebook posts and talk about nurses um, should be paid more. Uh, And it's probably a contentious sort of area, I guess, but the nurses that dealt with me and in that particular environment, in that area, in that high dependency area, um, they should get paid whatever they they ask because they're just amazing. Um, The way that they make you reinforce your your, if you're really positive, they really reinforce that. Um, they provide you with a little bit of humour and there's just genuine care there. You can tell when someone has got genuine care or they just care through the words they speak but they don't really care. But these ladies that treated me um, just had real genuine care and were really, really 
lovely. And if I was a millionaire and had a ton of money, um, I would have given them a, a pile of it because um, they were just outstanding and um, and made me feel really comfortable and really really strong in that space. I guess so. Post surgery was quite quite challenging, but what they the hard part was that they would come around and ask questions because they want to see how you respond and whether or not your your memory is. Um, is there and, and how fast it's coming back, etc., and how aware you are, you are. And one of the first questions they ask is, um, what's the month and what's the date? And I don't know how many people out there are the same, but uh, because we've got phones now that just remind us of everything and watches that remind us of everything, um, and we don't have to look at a a paper book anymore, a diary that's got dates in there that we write things down on that we're aware of. It's the 27th in five days or it's this. I had to really think and I started to panic. And I think, if I don't answer this right, what does that mean? Is that an extra day in hospital? And in my head, I'm going, just get it right, Lee, get it right. And I got the month right and she goes, good. And, and then she asked me uh, the next question, and no offence to any politicians out there, but she said, um, who's the current Prime Minister? And um, my, response, my response to her was... <laughs> and you went, who cares? <laughs> um, I said, oh, Albanese? And she, and she goes, yeah. And I said, I said, that's a really unfair question to ask anyone. <laughs> I said, I'm not sure how many people in Australia currently pay attention to who's leading the country. Um so, and she had a bit of a laugh and, and then just some basic questions that ask every hour and um, say, so, but every hour you would think it's easy, I've answered it once, but every hour was that nervous, am I going to respond correctly again or am I going to, so that was a bit of a challenge. I think if you're conscious that you're nervous about answering the question well, I, I don't know, maybe cognitively you're like maybe you're okay because <laughs> like, you're you're hyper aware of like how am i going to answer this i, I suppose like, oh, I and, um and it it it's more just uh i don't know you want to feel confident early you want to feel like you're yeah. ready to you know bounce out of this and um so i was quite glad to get through that first night didn't really sleep um and uh and was pretty tired the next day and you don't get much chance to sleep during the day in a hospital and um so i was i was pretty tired when i saw you um mm. and I, I can't believe i even offered up conversation to be honest but <laughs> Look, you did well to be fair i remember saying to you oh you're welcome to just like sleep i'll just sit here and do work <laughs> it's fine but no we had, we had a great chat we had a good old chat we were sitting there um okay so let's go through it though in terms of you know how are you feeling I know we've had different conversations along the way, but how were you genuinely feeling prior to going in for the operation? And what what were you doing, if anything at all, you seemed it, but internally to remain optimistic about it? Like what was what was your approach? How how what was the thought patterns? What were you going through? There's someone else they might be going through something similar. Um, maybe it's not even as serious as, as that one, but it's how do you how do you maintain the optimism or at least keep a, a healthy mindset prior to something like that? Um, this is probably going to sound really simplistic, and um, and and it is, but I guess for me that your state of mind is a, and I might be wrong, 
But a state of, your state of mind is a choice. It's a, it's what I choose to think and believe and feel. Um, and the only thing that can sway me from that is myself. Um, so it's just maintaining that belief in in yourself based on I don't know previous life experiences and so forth. Um, in terms of the operation, I wasn't really. I'm not too bothered about. I know it sounds funny, but I wasn't too bothered because, you know, the people you're dealing with are amazing individuals, and they don't get to the positions they're in without being incredible at what they do. And so it's just having trust in that space. I can't operate on myself, so why worry about who's operating on me and, and how it's going to happen? Um, and the more trust I place in them, and the more comfortable I am. And I suppose the more comfortable they feel about the environment and how it's going to roll out. So for me, the the optimistic approach is just a is a mindset, and I choose to have it because I either have that or I have some you know levels of I can't say I wasn't anxious. I was anxious to get it started. It was a bit again. I'll use footy again. It was a bit like footy. You just you got a big game coming up, and you just you just want it to happen. You just want it to get started. You just want to have that first ball bounced and get it done. And that's how I felt with the surgery. I was like, right, I know I'm going to be nervous. I know I'm going to be a little bit anxious. So just accept that. But try and be really positive. Um, and especially uh, Laura and I went for uh, a night, the night before, and stayed down at the bay. So we were really close well, as close as we could be to the hospital. So in the morning, it was a shorter drive, but also just to have an evening with just the two of us, um, just to sort of spend some time together. And and that was really nice for me. It was really relaxing, and, and I got to spend some great time with her. And um, and after spending the day with you guys, with, with you and mum and, and Rach and the kids, and it was really lovely. So I had a really good lead into it, like, I didn't have any reason to not be positive. Had really good people around me and was cared for really well and uh, lots of people messaging, uh, etc. And not that you respond to all of them because there's too many, um, but there's it, it just it does help. Those, those little bits and pieces, they all build um, that base, I guess, of confidence and strength. So it's almost... I guess what I hear you saying is there's a level of acceptance. So you kind of went, I'm just going to accept that this is what it is. There's the mindset around optimism in terms of I have two choices here. I can either fall into the negative or I could just remain optimistic, I guess. Um, and then there's the trust because there's a huge trust element. Not only have I accepted it, but I'm going to trust the people and trust the process that it actually needs to happen. And I guess the fourth thing I hear you say is around network, almost like leaning into your network a little bit. Um, you know, I've got these support and these people around me. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to choose optimism. I'm going to trust that it's going to be okay. And I'm going to lean into my network to kind of go, do you know what? People have got my back. And I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know how else you would approach it. I was, I just found it interesting. So I was watching you and you seemed fairly level headed on, on the way through. There wasn't kind of fluctuations in emotion throughout the day. It was, you know, you're just pretty much, yep, all good. No dramas going to sit down. I knew there were definitely moments where you were, uh, I could see you going in a little bit and that was the mind's busy. Um, and I guess that's where the, the mind's playing the game to go, hey, 
what are we going to choose here? Let's keep, you know, you have that refocus, which is kind of like on a game day, <laughs> you know, keeping your mind goes busy. I remember watching Sam back in the day. We'd always go the, the morning routine when he'd go and play football. And, you know, you knew what was going on because the mind was in a particular space. You'd only have particular conversations and <laughs> focus on certain things. Um, so same sort of stuff. So, no, I just found it interesting. And so then you go in for the surgery you guys were a little bit delayed obviously anxious just to get going what happened in the surgery like did you was it just like bomb knockout wake up uh pretty much they're pretty it's pretty amazing so what i went in there and um you have to get out of your gear and get into your beautiful gown <laughs> showing half your half your bits to everybody pretty pretty, pretty much um <laughs> and um, and just lay there and wait. And um, and the longer you wait, I guess, again, the more anxious you get because you're like, come on, I just, I just want you to get started. But at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking there's someone else in there right now um, finishing surgery, so I can't be impatient there. Hmm. I need to be patient and accept that somebody else needs just as much care as I'm going to receive in the next 15, 20 minutes, you know, whenever they sort of will me in. Um, they're really nice. You need to just come out. They have a conversation with you. They'll let you know what's going to happen. Um, put all the bits in so they can give you the drugs they need to give you to, to knock you out. Um, and the conversations they have with you are really, again, reassuring. And they, they detail it as to exactly what's going to happen and why and, and how you feel. And, um, and then you get wheeled in and they put you up onto uh, this big slab and it's, I don't know, in terms of um, rooms, it was um, it was just steel everywhere, stainless steel <laughs> everywhere and you go oh, onto God. this big bed and there's like, oh, it felt like there was 20 people in there, there's probably a dozen um, and they're all buzzing around, prepping, getting ready and um and then the surgeon comes over and has a quick conversation with you and so forth and then the anaesthetists you know inform you of we're about to give you this um and you'll start to feel this here's some oxygen etc um and they sort of get you to count down so you start at 10 and um, (laughs) And finish at nine (laughs) and yeah no i've always been every time i've had it i get right down to like one and um and then I'll sort of, you know, go, pass out and yeah, be, be yeah. ready to go. But um, I was a bit nervous because last time I had knee surgery, they had given me the quota that should have knocked me out. And um, and then when they turned around, I was still awake. And the anaesthetists were like, you're still here? <laughs> like, and I'm like, sort of, you know, just in gibberish, like, yeah. And uh, they're like, I will fight it. Yeah, and they're like, okay, well, we'll give it another ten seconds, and then we're going to have to give you some more. So I was really glad this time it all just went smoothly and out. And and next thing I knew, I, I wake up and I was being wheeled into into my little space, and um, and then Laura was there. So uh, and that was really nice because it sounds bad, but the only person I wanted to see at that point was my wife. I just, you know, mm. she's the, my comfort and mm-hmm. um, reassurance. And um, so I was, I was pretty, 
uh, I was pretty happy. I had to try really hard not to be, uh, not that I can't be, but uh, to not be emotional, I suppose. But I was, I felt, yeah, I felt really comfortable and happy when I saw her. So, um, so yeah, so that was, that was pre-surgery and, and then through surgery and, um, and then the first night, you know, like I said, every hour waking up, getting your tests and then mm. the next day, um, team come through and they sort of have a quick conversation with you and um, and then you go from there and uh, I was due to come out on the Sunday and uh, I think Laura was sitting there on the Tuesday and I jokingly said, oh, I'll be, I'll be out by Friday. <laughs> she said, no, you won't. They said Sunday. And then when the team came through and he said, look, we're thinking we're going to let you go by Thursday because you're doing really well. <laughs> and internally I was like, yes, this is brilliant. This is great. So... Um, it all worked really well and, and it made it easier having you guys here, you know, having mum help out with um, with the kids and shopping and doing just whatever and that's, I think we spoke about it really early on about building your team and people having their roles mm-hmm. and just playing the role and not what they mm-hmm. want to do, what you need them to do and that's the most important thing and, and for me that's what makes it easy to be relaxed and um, comfortable and reassured is that, I've got all these people supporting me, helping me in the areas that we need help. Uh, and I'm the only person that can go in and have the operation and recover. No one mm. else can do it for me. I've got to do that part. But it's really, really nice having that group around you and reassuring you. So so you've come out, they've now given you the all clear, I guess, and said, you know, that there's only a small number of, of kind of, I guess, active cells. Is that what we call it? I'm not sure. You know, um, that, 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 that are still there. What happens from here in terms of treatment? Um, well, I'm, I'm not on chemo. Um, and I'll have my next scan in three months. Um, and they'll look at it then and, and see how it's going. Mm. Um, I had a scan, obviously, post, uh, pre, um, my conversation with um, the surgeon. So they just do a quick scan after the surgery, like two weeks later, and um, he said that everything looked great and it's drained and it's staying drained, which is which is positive. Um, so, yeah, it's just every three months from here, which for us is... That's amazing. amazing. So it's just it's back to normal life. It's really, you're still taking your anti seizure, right? We've spoken about that before. You take yeah, it I, pretty much. I don't forever. know if that will ever stop. Okay. But that's no big impact. It's just nah, a I mean, tablet or something, is it? it? It isn't. It's not like you you know without sounding. It's not. You don't want to continue to put drugs into your body. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's obviously not the same as being on chemo no. or being on on other types no. of treatment. It's it's just something that's going to be supported. Yeah. Obviously, you want to get back to a point where your body's capable of managing itself yeah. um, without the need yeah. for the addition. And I don't know what the timeline is for that. And I know it will be reduced over time in terms of um, the drugs okay. that I'm taking for anti seizure. It'll be reduced, um, which will be uh, good. So um, sort of got that to. To look forward to, but at the moment, that's yeah the least of my worries. I was, like I said, I was just wrapped to get out and um, see mum and 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 my sister and the rest of the family and and see my boys who um, I was 
prior to surgery, that was like that. They sort of drive you a lot, as much as the mm. pains in the backside. They are they they what get you up every day, and, and and they continue to put a smile on your face every day. And you know, as they say, fill your cup. They they do that every day, and then they drain it, and then they fill it again. And um, uh, but they're a they're a, they're a great inspiration, I guess, to go right yeah, well, I'm, I've got to give my best to you and and be my very best for the, not just for me but for them um, mm. and then for everyone else so so yeah was- amazing and in terms of uh, in terms of brain cancer because I think we may have touched on this before but there is so when people go through this you know with other types of cancer and then they kind of go oh look majority of it's kind of gone and they go into remission right so is the same thing or, or do they just not classify that when it comes to brain cancer like what happens like what state are you in now like is it is it still a certain stage i think i you know we've just gone down to a stage three is that right like what what how do they classify it um with any brain cancer again i'm i'm not a neurosurgeon so i'm not an oncologist so please don't no, but that's the beauty of our conversations. This is just what we understand it to You're, be. <laughs> as soon as you get any form of brain cancer, you, it's considered terminal always. So okay. you're never you're never clear because there's the difference, I guess, between brain cancer and any other cancer is that the cell that creates the cancer will always exist in my brain in some space. So it always has the potential to rebuild, um, you know, that tumour again. Not that particular tumour, a different one somewhere else, who knows. Um, But like I said before, there's a number of examples out there where people are at 15 years, 15 to to 20 years. um, Mm. And that's that's where I'm aiming. I'm aiming in that space or more. so yeah it never disappears never goes away it's not something you can go i'm yeah i'm in remission it's fine and i'm not sure anybody that's ever had cancer i don't know be interesting it's one of those things once you've had it it's it's not like a broken leg where you know what oh i know why that happened because i fell off my bike Mm. um i guess cancer is different in that space they don't know why brain brain cancer occurs um Mm. so so now it's just about longevity. Now yeah. it's just about making sure that you keep an eye on it, ensure you continue to progress appropriately and, you know, and continue on and in, enjoy your life. Do you, do you have, I guess, you know, we're kind of just casually chatting about it, but it's a, it's, it's a pretty phenomenal kind of outcome, right? Like for now, like I know anything can change, but that's a matter of life, right? That's like saying, I didn't get hit by that car over there and now it's perfect. You know, we, it's just a matter of you've gotten through a, a, a fair chunk of adversity for what was an extremely challenging time it obviously is still around and something that we're going to be conscious and aware of and continue to monitor and and that so it's not like it's like done and dusted but it's a pretty significant moment right and it's a significant moment to kind of look and go wow like I've been given more opportunity in life I've been given more time more time with the family more time with my you know friends and and to kind of be of service to the world around me so how's your how's your mind been since like how have you been during these last few weeks but then I guess as every day progresses and you start to go okay well time to get back to 
whatever quote unquote normal life looks like for us. Rebuild is probably the right word. Um, it's, you know, you don't, I'm not usually a cautious person. I'm normally, you know, I'll, I'll take on a new challenge or do something I've never done before or, and, I, and I'm, I'm never sort of concerned about it. Um, with something like this, I know I need to give myself the appropriate amount of time to recover properly and not push myself too hard. Um, in terms of where I'm at from a headspace, um, I'm, I'm really clear. Like it's amazing the impact it had on my vision and my ability to read. Um, yeah, has that been clearing up? Because that was the concern, right? When you went for that last test, like, do you feel better? Yeah, yeah, I feel a lot better. I feel, I feel a lot better. Um, you still have little moments where you get tired and so forth, um, and you know, or if I haven't eaten enough, where you go, you know, you get your eyes get a bit blurry when you haven't had enough water to drink or whatever that sort of stuff. But for the for the, for the most of it. Um, my ability to read is certainly improving. Like I find myself, if I go on a walk, I'll read every street sign, every anything that's readable. I'll go past and see how quickly I can uh, read it and understand it, and, um, and and books and so forth. I'll continue to sort of improve in that space over over time. My vision, I feel like it's improved. Um, certainly, when I went back to footy training, the first concern was. If my vision hasn't improved, am I going to pick the ball up like when it's whizzing past me and so forth? And um, I felt really good by the second week in that space. And, and now I've been back into sort of full training, um, I guess, with the boys. And that's been really, really good and really encouraging. And um, and they've been a great group for me as well, just um, to, I guess, accept me back into the group and be so... Um, supportive um, throughout it as well as a as a team in the coaching group. So, um, yeah, in terms of work, what do I do next? Oh, I've got a couple of things that I can go and do. They're not nothing outstanding, but they're all community based. Beautiful, um, which I think is outstanding though and relevant to to what makes you tick. Yeah, and that's uh, probably has always been the way with me. That I, that's what I like. I, I like. Uh, connecting with community in whatever manner, usually sport, um, <laughs> but things that help bring community together and educate people and develop people and and, and make whatever space you're in a good one, a happy one, um, you know, and a sustainable one. So I've got a couple of things that I, I can go to over the coming months and what I do post that, I don't know. Um, mm. I might look at something new. I I, I don't know, but for now, I'm just really happy that I can get back to work. I've also, I can't drive for six months post-surgery. So mm. um, that's a little bit of a, I guess, an issue when it comes to work. We've got kids <laughs> to pick up um, and drop off to school and so forth. And Laura's not far off going back to work. Um, so it'll all go back to normal very, very quickly. And we're going to have that balance of... You know who's doing pick up, who's doing drop off, and without a, without a license, that's I can do it, but it obviously takes more time. So any work that I'm going to do needs to be very nearby or from home. So um, mm. I've probably still got a little bit of time before I'm going to get 
fully into that space? Well, I think it's very exciting. I think it's been an absolute blessing in terms of uh, the type of outcome that we've had so far. And I think, um, yeah, it's been a wild old ride, but, you know, I, I just was, you know, personally, I was completely blown away. But then also there's a part of me that was like, you know, watching a person's character and conduct and how they've been holding themselves up. Yep, at the end of the day, what is going to happen is going to happen. But to kind of see you go through it and how you've kind of how you've been and then to get to this outcome, you almost go, it's just, it is a blessing. But then it's also like, you know, you've put in a fair bit of work to, to try and keep yourself as open to receiving it as possible. You know, you like you've been really focused on let's just remain optimistic, yeah. remain pragmatic about it. And and also to the point where you expected to come out of the surgery and go for them to go, all right, back onto chemo, just got a bit more to go, like, you know, kind of chip away at it. And uh yeah, it does make me wonder I mean we will never know, but it does make me wonder going, I wonder how much that has contributed towards um the recovery, all the parts that you're, you're <clears throat> not that you're in control of, but all the parts that you have genuine effect over. I wonder how much that has, uh, that has played a role. Yeah. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Mm. It's one of those things they can't measure, I suppose, but it's for me, it definitely has state of mind is such a, such an important thing in anything you do. If you don't have the right state of mind for, for work, for sport, for a relationship, for, I know, going to a social event, whatever it might, does, you know, it doesn't matter. But if you don't have the right state of mind, if it's not positive, it's not optimistic. And I'm not saying I'm positive all the time. <laughs> I, can, I can be a grumpy bum. and um, But if I am, I'm usually trying to find a solution to whatever I'm grumpy about yeah. rather than just being grumpy. Um, so it is important uh, in, in whatever you do, whether it's what I've gone through or whether it's work or whether it's, um, you know, some, some mental health issues or some other well-being issues. Finding that pos- way to be positive, and for me, it's just been probably a default of mm-hmm. who I'm surrounded by. That um, if you're around the right people often enough, you're always going to have um, that positive, you know, ripple effect from them, I suppose. And, and I'm lucky I'm surrounded by some really, really good people. So very lucky. Hmm. No, I think it's good. I think you've definitely got a, definitely got a story to tell. I think when it comes to that mindset in both, you know, performance and adversity, I think this is probably a, a pretty pivotal moment in that. And I guess if you were to, and this is what we'll kind of, you know, finish on, if you were to look back at, at you at the beginning to you now, and I'm, you know, just taking this moment, this significant moment at this milestone to almost go, what would, what would be one thing that Lee now would tell Lee 15 months ago when he was in that state of uncertainty and panic and despite having optimism and, and whatever, there were still moments where we were like, we have no idea what the next 18 months even looks like, let alone the six, let alone three months. What's at least one thing? Uh, I'd probably tell myself that I'm... Oh, it's going to sound corny. Probably tell myself that I, I'm proud of... I'm proud of the way that I um, that I am with my family in terms of my wife and my children and the time that I, that I put into them and the value that I place in them because it's easy to get caught up in all the other things that go on in your life. Um, and quite often it's not until you have some moment of distress or 
you know, that causes you to stop and think, gee whiz, I've, I need to see, I need to spend more time with my wife or, or with my friends or whatever it might be. I feel really lucky that I, I didn't have to change that, that I've always, since we've had kids, that they're my number one and my wife's my number one. And mm. um, so I'd probably tell myself, if anything, that, yeah, I'm, I'm proud that I was in that position pre this occurring and that I was in a good spot and I didn't have to panic okay. um, about Yeah, and almost like just stay on that course, what you're doing, stick to that because that's going to be the thing that that genuinely helps. Because if you do think about it as well and, and when we go back to you know going through the crisis and and having wonderful support from people in terms of the GoFundMe, which came from nowhere and, you know, Amy being amazing and putting that together and then people being significantly generous and the time that it bought. Um, and then that time being bought in order to give you more time to do the thing that you were very good at already doing, but which was going to add the most value to to all of it, I guess, and, and quality of life to it. So, um, yeah. that's and that's, and that was amazing. That's probably the biggest, just to anybody that's, supported us in that space um it's uh, it's really hard to sort of put it into words the difference it makes i know people you know expect it to be have expectations on what you spend it on you know it should be spent on surgery or this or that and 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 plenty of it's certainly spent in that space but it's also given us time to uh be together as a family and not have to be on the run and be settled and be calm coming into all of this and it's all really really important and not a lot of people get that and um so i'm really blessed in that space and i'm uh, very thankful to everybody um that's out there whether it was ten dollars or whatever the amount um i feel very privileged in that space so thank you to to everyone that uh, assisted in that area